Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Clockwork Jones. I am primarily an oboe player. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is a, a double reed instrument. You take two pieces of bamboo and whittle them down for hours and get something that you can press your lips to make just the sweetest vibration that is closest in anything analog to a sine wave, actually. Uh, very, very pure tone. I make all sorts of music. I find inspiration in my own current music as well from um, some jazz elements, some free improvisation elements, um, and things uh, such as chill hop and R&B, heavy electronic influence. As of late, in an effort to unlock the uh, unspoken rhythms of the universe, I do my best to interpret data more directly into music, finding patterns in the way roads are built. Recently, a piece I wrote where I interpreted uh, the COVID-19 data uh, as it is spread in the United States as compared to how it is spread to Europe, equating frequency, pitch, duration to different algorithmic relationships within this data. I actively avoid the label classical, though I understand why people use that as a demarker currently. I think that we do need new verbiage around how to classify uh, music that we qualify as being of more direct lineage from 18th century European tonality and structure. Because whether cognizant or uh, out front about that or not, uh, much of that music was, of course, pilfered from many other cultures and generations. Um, so the term classical without such qualifiers as of 18th century Europe of white tradition is such an inaccurate and toxic farsity and falsity to me. I do avoid such labels. That being said, I do relish having these conversations to try and move the needle to try and move this conversation to a more healthy collective definition of this music of an older style. Currently my Facebook page, uh, Clockwork Jones, as well as uh, my Spotify channel, Clockwork Jones.
Yeah, I would say that that, that spark did happen in um, middle school, and I really knew from that time that I wanted to uh, pursue music to some degree. I still vividly remember sixth grade band, as I'm sure many folks listening to this from the Indiana uh, band and orchestra tradition will remember as, as a real coming of age time. You know, you tried all the instruments, you selected one, and from there you were assigned, in a sense, uh, a social role within a hierarchy that you were not really aware of. At the time, I chose the oboe with the intention of getting scholarships to college. <laughs> I was told from an early age uh, by my mom that we, you know, didn't have the money to send me to college. So I knew that there were things I needed to do to get out of Fort Wayne. And I didn't get far yet <laughs> down in Indy, still working on uh, where all this instrument can take me. But my uh, band director, Mr. Uh, Ken Cheney, also instilled the true nature of collective instrumental music to me, which was that we sink or swim as an ensemble, that it was really a teaching in what we now call social emotional learning, um, but could easily be colloquially social justice as well. The idea that we are only as strong individually as we are together as a band if we're playing and the third clarinet player is squeaking and sounding awful, we are going to sound awful as a band, as an organization, as a collective, as a humanity. This is all transferable to me. Again, seeing that truth exposed in music in an art form led me to continue trying to find patterns within music and sociology and human interaction and has led me to this time and space where I'm looking for mathematical relationships that we find hourly pleasing, that can relate data, potentially even informationally, through a pleasing resonance. I did carry that, you know, kept playing in high school. Um, this identity as an oboist too was very important as I did feel that there was in this scene, in the Indiana band and orchestra scene, and I imagine in, in other places similarly, there's a lot of shame and guilt uh, around being an oboist. It is an instrument that has a high learning curve. There are not many oboists in an ensemble. It doesn't really quite fit in anywhere in particular. So with trying to find these patterns with music as a collective mission, I, I do also have within my passion, within my drive, to find greater place and space within that collective for oboists than are currently allotted. Um, these very small boxes, these very specific roles that are given to oboists in the current scene Again, as someone who is needed, as someone who is recruited to be this instrument, but again, often ridiculed and, and kept to, all right, play a solo, now sit down and be quiet. That was great. You're, it's hard to fit in. Uh, and it is harder to tune. It's, it's a higher learning curve.